there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sadly, the group of remarkable people were not available, so you are stuck with me and a bunch of giggling idiots. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to a very special, very, very hastily assembled uh, <laughs> pod panel, Empire Pod panel, uh, to talk about the revelations that uh, merged from Comic-Con yesterday, from San Diego Comic-Con, uh, back in business for the first time in a couple of years. I don't know why they took a couple of years off. Does anyone know why? Anyone have any clues? Well, there hasn't been anything happening. No, it's just lazy, really. I feel like we should refer to it as the blip. The blip, <laughs> yes. So uh, Kevin Feige and co were back from the blip and uh, they announced a whole bunch of shit last night uh, for phase four of the MCU, phase five of the MCU and phase six of the MCU. Very exciting. Didn't announce everything that will be in phase six in particular, but it was loads of great stuff that happened inside Hall H yesterday, uh, including the first trailer for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the first trailer for, well, the second trailer and one where they actually fixed the effects for uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which had a very interesting cameo in it. And there is tons of release date stuff to talk about as well. So naturally, rather than talk about this in the regular podcast this week for uh, at least an hour, we decided to uh, to do that today on Sunday, even though it's our day off. That's how much we guys love you. And joining me to discuss this are four colleagues of such a lethal cunning. Uh, Geek Queen Helen O'Hara is here. Hello. James Dyer, great big fucking nerd, is here. Hi. Amon Warman is here. Hello. Best dressed man in his room at the moment, and because <laughs> uh, we're remote, we're remote, of course, we couldn't get to the, uh, the studio today. And Ben Travis, the world's nicest serial killer, is here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to be killed by Ben. It's a, what, a, what a pleasure that would be. That can may, be arranged. Um, should we mention where we were on the day that all this announced? We, we, we could, we could. Yeah, do you want Men- to? Mention our triumph that we did, in fact, somehow, by what I can only assume was some kind of mistake, win an award. Yes, we did. We did. We were at the British Podcast Awards yesterday, or rather three of us were. We sadly weren't able to get more tickets. Uh, and uh, we were at the British Podcast Awards yesterday, and after a couple of years of trying, we finally won an award. So that's we it. Did. I'm never hey. entering again. That's it. We're uh, done. We're retiring. Yes, this is the that's last it. podcast. This is the last podcast, but what a way to go out, huh, folks? Uh, so this is, uh, this was, should I say more accurately, the best live podcast for our 500th episode jamboree. By the way, if I sound different than I usually do, is because I've got a lot of upheaval going on in our lives. Another announcement: uh, my wife and I are adopting a young girl, hey. and uh, thank you very much, Adidamon. And uh, as a result, we are in flat pack palooza at the moment, and I am relocating my desk from my little office, which is now our little daughter's bedroom, to uh, our bedroom slash office. And so it's a bit more echoey. There's, there's less stuff to take away. The echo bounced off the walls. That will be remedied over the next few weeks. But uh, but for now, if there's more echo in my voice than usual, I apologize. But yes, we won an award yesterday, and I'm still fucking stoked. Well done, everybody. It could have done without <laughs> you guys, although I suspect I probably could have. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Gracious as yeah, ever, Chris. Yeah, Gracious yeah. as ever. Also, Raging. if this podcast includes uh, an element of echo that we probably all should have seen coming, uh, that feels quite appropriate for the things that were announced yesterday. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, I think the best thing to do is to go through this in chronological order. Okay, so we'll we'll go through we'll, we'll go through as quickly as we possibly can. Why boo? That means you're going to be talking about Black Panther first. Well. No, that came that came last. Oh, you mean chronological order date of the on. phases? No, yeah, release date oh, order. Yeah, okay. We're going to go down the timeline. Panel order. I experienced this sense. in chronological order of the panel because I was sat up refreshing Twitter feeds, including our own Empire feed, at one in the morning, well, later than one in the morning because they started late, with my friend Sam, and we were watching every single bit of announcement news coming in, slowly, like, losing our minds, while my partner Lizzie <laughs> is saying, we need to go home, we need to order an Uber home, it is <laughs> half past two in the morning and I'm like but the things they're announcing the things and I, things you wouldn't believe the thing but they're mostly the things you would believe though aren't they I don't know they're the things that were kind of semi-announced or rumoured for the most but part yeah. I think it was the fact that we knew they had things to announce. We knew there was a large scope of things they possibly could announce, but I don't think I was prepared for the volume and the breadth and the ongoing nature of 
the, the fact that we're in the first part of, as we now know it, the multiverse saga, and we know like two phases ahead, what the end of that is going to be, that feels, yeah, even bigger than I thought it might be. We will talk about what happens at the end of phase six uh, in just a few seconds. But uh, first off, the uh, we're going to finish off phase four. So phase four, if I'm right in thinking, finishes with She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. There's nothing else after that, isn't it? That's correct, isn't it? That's it. That is, that correct, is correct, I believe, yes. Wow, they're actually giving us some time off. I think technically, <laughs> what if? Is what if season two part of it all? I, I, that's, I don't know. That's next year. Last next year. Was that part yeah. of it? Okay, we'll get on to it. Anyway, but yes, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, that's first up. So let's talk about that. There was a new trailer. It looked fun. It looked interesting. They've mostly fixed the effects, as far as I can see, uh, <laughs> which is which is good. Uh, Jennifer Walters breaks the fourth wall, which mm. she does in the comic books, of course, and uh, might be an interesting precursor to, to Deadpool. Uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I'm so much happier about this show than I was after the last trailer. I, I wanted to be in for this, and but everything we'd soon seen so far, I hadn't. I felt like I, it, it wasn't working, it wasn't cooking. And this trailer, aside from all the effects stuff, just the tone of it and the fun of it, and the fourth wall breaking stuff, I like. I feel like I have much more of a handle on what this show is going to be, and I'm more excited for it than I have been in the past. Mm. I even like the first trailer, so I'm very much in the bag for this. But you know, what? Who would have thought that a show about Marvel and law would, you know, be relevant to my interest? And yet here we are. Yeah, now nah, I had a really good time with it, and then they they threw in the cherry on top in the final five seconds with the Daredevil cameo. Uh, very very excited about that. I love how hard they're going on Daredevil in these in this new phase because mm. not only. Did he uh, appear in No Way Home? Not only is he getting a TV series of his own, which we're going to talk about, but he's going to show up in Spider-Man freshman year. He's going to show up in this. He's going to show up in Echo. They're really, they bought a lot of Daredevil stock. There's cocks everywhere. And uh, and I think that's important <laughs> to remember that phases four, five, and six are going to be the phase of cocks, uh, phases of cocks, <laughs> as far as I can see in the MCU. So be it, you know. But phase five is going to be like Daredevil's phase, what this She-Hulk trailer does once again confirm is that phase four is phase Wong because Wong is back once again <laughs> with a prominent yeah. placing in this trailer. He has been all over this latest set of movies and shows and what, Shang-Chi and uh, Multiverse of Madness and... He was briefly in Spider-Man. Briefly in Spider-Man. He's been all over the place. Long may it continue. He's been the Nick Fury of phase four for sure. Mm. And, I, and I love that. I love Wong so much. More Wong, the better. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. I mean, the, the biggest concern over the first She-Hulk trailer was obviously the effects, which were... Now, I'm curious as to whether they were unfinished or whether they just went back based on the negative feedback to the trailer. I'm assuming the former, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they did a Sonic the Hedgehog on this, but it does look... I feel much more confident on this now. There's still uh, some fairly dodgy shots, but that's... Yeah, but it's not, that's it's not bad. Like, this, it's not distracting. And in the first trailer, I thought, it, I thought oh God, because we're going to see her primarily, I think, it seems, in her She-Hulk form. So I thought if that's what she's going to look like all the way through, that's going to be troubling. But actually now I'm, I'm fine with it. So and that's a big yeah. flex anyway, let alone in a series where your main character is going to be mostly CGI. I mean, that's something yeah. Marvel doesn't do that often, let alone in a streaming series. Hmm. It's expensive for a start. Yes, it's very expensive. And I wonder how much Ruffalo is going to be in this. It seems like a fair amount. It seems like he's going to be around for the final showdown, whatever that is. And maybe this takes place in that period around about Shang-Chi, maybe we'll get this as our explanation about why Wong and the Abomination were in a cage match in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We shall we shall see. Also, a very, very brief uh, glimpse of Jamila Jamil in that uh, yeah, also. Right. And she's playing Titania, uh, which is very interesting because Titania is a character who was introduced to the Marvel Comics yep. in the original Secret Wars. That's right. Mm. Which I used to get the comics of way, way back mm. when I was knee high to a grasshopper. It was her, and who was it? it was the fire one? Was it Volcano or someone? Was yeah, introduced something at the same like time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Titania then becomes the long-standing love interest of Crusher Creel, aka the Absorbing Man. Doesn't she also hang out with Molecule Man as well? That's interesting. Yes, uh, yes. One of the, yeah, maybe, maybe someone does. Someone does. But anyway, anyway, Molecule Man. Anyway. We have not met yet in no. the MCU. Mm -hmm. So is that, sorry, just a very quick quick question relevant to your interest, Chris. I know you love to worry about credits. If <laughs> Ruffalo is always third build, yes. is Jamila Jamil second build then? I don't do think, think so. 
I think it'll most likely be whoever's playing her best friend. The uh, the Nikki okay. that she mentions in the trailer. Mm. Okay. All right. I would say so. And I imagine Ruffalo will be an and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. That's my that's my that's well, my prediction. Listen, we, we're gonna have a lot of Amon guarantees in this podcast, all right? So and we've been talking an awful oh, lot. What's, what's the dire what? The dire warning. We've got a dire yeah. warning. We've got we've got a um I don't know what Ben's is, but you know. Uh, but I've I've come up with mine. Okay. It's a Hewitt. You better believe it, buddy. Uh, so that's what mine is. And my Hewitt, you better believe it, buddy, for oh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, is a, it's going to be and Mark Ruffalo. It's going to be with Tim Roth okay. and Mark Ruffalo. And Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Okay. That, that bet seems, seems solid. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of a on guarantees, we're going to get a couple now because the, the next movie up uh, to finish phase four is a big one. It is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And they, they had the whole cast of the movie, pretty much. Not the entire cast, because I'm sure there were hundreds of people in the movie, but uh, they had the principal cast on stage. They had Ryan Coogler on stage, uh, including... Tenok Huerta, who is going to be playing Namor, the submariner, the colossal fucking aquatic <laughs> prick who is going to be uh, a fly in the ointment of Wakanda and the Fantastic Four and mutants and all kinds of people over the next, well, 10, 15 years, I'm guessing. Uh, but of course... It was a very, very sad occasion as well. It was a much. It was a celebratory occasion. It was a very sad occasion, of course, because of the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. And for the first time, we got some footage from the film. We got the trailer from the film, which everybody has now seen. I, I don't know if there was any other footage. I obviously wasn't there. I know there was footage from Guardians Three, uh, and 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 the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, presumably all Sunny Birch all the time. But uh, I'm on. Bearing in mind that we only have about thirty-five minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction to this trailer? Well, I have a 10 part thesis to this answer. So I'm just going to start at part one. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, this trailer, you know. That's all the time we have, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the next film up is Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Yesterday, um, I posted uh, a clip um, of the Black Panther panel five years ago reacting to seeing footage from the first movie from the first time at Comic-Con. Um, mm. And it was, like, it was five years ago, literally to the day, that we're now getting footage of Wakanda Forever at Comic-Con. Obviously, the, the emotions are much different. A lot has changed. A lot has happened. Loss of Chadwick. Um, but I think the magnificence of the trailer, the beautiful thing it was able to do was it gave us space to mourn Chadwick mm in the first half of the trailer uh, with just a beautiful song selection, which I do want to get into. And then as the trailer progresses, it flips and the, the song they use is uh, No Woman, No Cry. And they and those lyrics have, everything's going to be all right. And it felt like as the trailer was progressing, as the beat was getting more energetic, as the footage was getting more exciting, that was them reassuring us that even though all this has happened, even though there's been all this turmoil, mm -hmm. everything's going to be all right. We've still got this. And here's why. Here's the proof. Mm -hmm. And to strike that tone, to strike that balance the way they did, I think was just absolutely sensational. I've never cried watching a trailer for an MCU movie. But this one, I think from the, me, the, the thing that took it over the top is when you get that line from Angela Bassett's Queen Ramonda where she's talking about oh. all the stuff that she's lost. She's given Oof. up everything. I mean, it just <laughs> wrecked me. It just, I've watched it so many times and I get emotional every time that, mo that moment comes up. Um, so yeah. Does that mean that Shuri's going to be in danger? At the very least. I think oh, the entirety of yeah. Wakanda is going to be in danger because I think, um, you know, not only does uh, Atlantis coming, but we get shots of uh, presumably America and people from the West trying to come to Wakanda and get vibranium for themselves, assumably, because they perceive them to be weak, which is a profound mistake. But there's the line she has about, you know, her whole family. Mm. That, was, think, that was my I question, really. I think what really. that means is that we're going to return to Wakanda in that five-year blip, because Shuri was also blipped, as was mm, uh, T'Challa. I yeah. think yeah. that is where that line comes from, because even though yeah, that, makes sense. That, that, sh that, that dialogue is intermingled with, I'm guessing, Ramonda going to the UN, when we actually yeah. see that dialogue being said, she's in the throne room. 
Uh, so mm. I think that I think that is what that means. Can, that makes can sense, we just yeah. say the throne room is stunning the way they've kind of redone it with the various sort of alcoves for the different tribes from the Jabari. There's the Golden Tribe, the Border Tribe, all of them. And then it's got the inscription on there, which I could not read myself, but apparently says, rest in power, King T'Challa, our hero. Right. It was an yeah. honor, which is just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're killing me here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked terrific, and because it looks like a true sequel mm. to to the first yeah. movie. I mean, the you know the the palette is the same. It just feels like the same director. The same way that you know there's continuity of, of vision from James Gunn through the Guardians movies uh, as well. Um, and I thought it looked absolutely terrific. I'm, I'm del- delighted that uh, I think it's Dorothy Steele. She's back. You know, she was the old lady who was on the council who had never acted before, and then yes. she she got a chance to act again. So she's back in this. We can see from the council scenes, it just looks absolutely terrific. And I have to mm. say, you know, you bring in Namor. He was the Submariner after all this time, and you bring him in as an antagonist, which is really interesting because he is a colossal fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah. Uh, and those, you know, you, you you do that, and you obviously run the risk of comparison to Aquaman, and they seem to have gone the opposite way. And this, all the mm. Atlantis stuff, all all the Atlantis stuff, all the 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 the, the water stuff looked absolutely terrific, mm. and I cannot wait to see what what happens here. Do you think that uh, James Cameron is annoyed uh, about the you know people hold, hanging on to whales shots because it you know it felt a little familiar yeah. from another recent and the Atlanteans look a bit Navi as well because obviously Namor's half yeah. Atlantean but the full Atlanteans do have a slight Navi look about them I have to say I love the sort of Mayan imagery that they've used for the Atlanteans this way around just sort of stylistically they've chosen that look because it's really intimidating and it stands out but also feels quite authentic as well uh, I thought that was a great choice. I think this whole trailer feels really expansive. Like on the one hand, the fact that it is gonna, as Amon said, allow a, a space to for the characters to grieve T'Challa, for people in our world to grieve Chadwick, but also to present this new adventure, taking us to new worlds in the MCU, which I think is a lot of what Phase Four has been about. Um, it, it looks big and new and exciting, as well as emotional and deep and and character focused i think that is the breadth of it is what really sort of stood out to me that and as you said the music going from oh. no woman no cry into kendrick lamar all right that tr- that fade that music transition whoever mm-hmm. was cutting this trailer and came up with that musical choice it honestly wouldn't surprise me if that came from brian himself if if that came from brian coogler because the 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 power and purpose of both of those songs and how tied in Kendrick soundtrack was to the first film like there is that that is just genius genius stuff I I've actually been Twitter buddies with the guy who cut this trailer for four years so we've been talking back and forth today uh he's getting a lot of flowers on Twitter today his name is Andrew Hegel I think it's at Western Wilder on Twitter um and and yeah show him some love because he deserves it Fantastic job. Mm. It's an astonishing piece of work in terms of the tone of this. Mm. It's absolutely amazingly, amazingly absolutely. well done. It's a very reassuring trailer as well, because I know some people have got uh, you know quibbles about the, the the quality and consistency of phase four. I think we're largely in the, it's been a pretty good phase camp, but uh, you know, with, with some, with some uh, maybe deviations, but this one looks like it's going to go out uh, with an absolute banger and a suitable tribute to Chadwick. What I thought was interesting for your last point about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, um, I should point out that the last I have cried at an MCU trailer. It was the first trailer for She-Hulk, uh, and <laughs> the um, come on now. and the uh, only kidding, only kidding. Uh, we're all friends here. And the uh, the second thing I want to point out is that it doesn't definitively answer who's going to be Black Panther, who's going to mm. take over from T'Challa. Yes, I think doesn't it, it hints. Mm, yeah. I think the smart money would be mm. on Letitia Wright as, yeah. as Shuri. The smart money, smart, also canonically, smart. isn't it? Like she spent quite a lot of time in the comics as Black Panther, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it starts with a shot of Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, which is interesting. So is it trying to throw us off the scent? You know, Shuri as Black Panther would be an interesting one because she wouldn't be a natural fit for the role. So, you know, there'd be lots of uh, lots of dramatic potential there. Chris, you were talking about credits before. It really zooms through the credits at the end of this trailer, uh, which made me even more want to pause it. And Letitia Wright is top billing. First build. Which yeah, is an interesting thing, oh, but also that 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 figure at the end wearing the Black Panther costume, that is that looks very much like a feminine physique to me. I've seen people, oh, some yeah, people definitely. saying it's yeah. Killmonger, and it's like I I don't think I don't think Michael <laughs> B. Jordan <laughs> looks like that. I think you no. you've been watching different films to me. No, it's a woman. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people want Killmonger to be brought back, and I'm I'm not feeling it. 
Uh, mm. That story was great. Let it lie. And, and let's do something new. I agree. If you're going to bring back yeah. one great MCU villain in this oh, next next this next set of films, it's got to be Sonny Birch in Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp: Quantumania, which is the next film. It's out February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. And uh, again, I wasn't there. I know Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Catherine Newton were there, along with Peyton Reed, the film's director. Was there any footage? Any sign of how, how, what's Birch watched like? Was there any Birch sightings? Were there any bird sightings? More grammatically Give it up, correct. Chris. Give it up. Give it up. I will never give, give it, up. it up. I will pursue sunny birds until the ends of the earth. Uh, but you know, uh, we know that this one's very exciting because it introduces Kang. Turns out Kang. We knew this anyway. But it turns out Kang is going to be a fairly major figure going forward in the MCU over the next three years. Yeah, and he's on the poster that Andy Park, who is the great Marvel artist who does tons of the uh, like costume design and and art design for for these movies, uh, there is a, a Comic Con exclusive poster that has Kang in the background uh, that also has Cassie Lang in like an Ant Man suit in a purpley one. Ah, uh, so the Lang Dynasty, very much so. Yeah, there's a there's a whole family of ant people. Ant Ant Man the Wasp. <laughs> She's got a weird name in the comics. I can't remember what it is. It's something Stature is one of them, Stature, but there's another one. Which, you know, that feels like someone missed the the, the branding memo. Uh I don't know. The <laughs> the wasp the I was going to say the termite, but that's bringing back some bad memories from the boys. Oh, um, don't go we there. need to think of another <laughs> small possibly flying insect to give her a better name than Nat. Stature. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that they are introducing Kang, who's going to be the Thanos of this of this next of what of what they're now calling officially the multiverse saga. Hmm. It seems that they, they they kind of almost came up with the idea of the Infinity Saga after they were pretty much done and dusted with that. Revealed it, of course, in Empire Magazine. That title did not reveal the multiverse saga in Empire Magazine. Thanks a bunch, everybody. But hey ho, <laughs> you do what you do. Uh, so it's the multiverse saga officially, and Kang is going to be the bad guy who underpins it. I suspect we'll see him in more than one movie. Movie that before we get to the the uh, the the film, I'm not going to mention yet. <laughs> before we get to it, um, but it's very very interesting and to introduce him in an Ant Man movie when Ant Man movies have historically been quite slight and quite comedic doesn't mean that this one won't be. I, I expect it to be, mm. but that immediately ups the stakes and immediately makes this a must see for people who might not have otherwise given it the time of day. Yeah, yeah. it it also means that you have. Uh, the possibility of multiple Kangs, though, there, there could be, you know, we've already had one who is not going to be the one we see again. This could also be a slightly lighter Kang and a slightly different way into the character. I don't know if they do that. That might be too weird. That might be off-putting for his, you know, overall scariness, but it is possible. Yeah. That, I mean, he's going to get so many different cracks at this to play different variants of the character as you say Jonathan Majors of course yeah Jonathan Majors um he's gonna show up in Quantumania obviously I fully expect him to show up in Loki season two uh and that's before we get to the other films which you won't mention just yet uh so (laughs) so yeah uh very here for that we also got confirmation uh at least from the people who were uh at Comic-Con that MODOK is gonna be in Quantumania Um, played by Kevin Feige (laughs) <laughs> as predicted sure by me on the Empire podcast two weeks ago, swooping around the room in a little chair. No, okay. Uh, we do not know who he's being played by yet. Um, there you go. But, but that's exciting. Uh, and I think uh, Paul Rudd was talking about how Ant Man is feeling himself a little bit after helping save the universe, and he's writing a book. Uh, so that is also interesting. And we know from Miss Marvel that he's got a podcast as well. So he's really, he's really dining on this. You know, I mean, and, and to be fair, I probably would too. So I get it. But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did he win any awards? <laughs> Indeed. It does make me wonder the fact that this is kicking off the next phase. And now as we've established, this is the multiverse saga. If maybe the way that this is going to break down is that phase four, the first phase of the multiverse saga is like the beginnings of the multiverse opening, our characters interacting with the multiverse as a concept for the first time. Becoming aware of it. Yeah, and then maybe phase five is people experiencing some of the like multiple variants of characters or experiencing more of what the multiverse has to offer in terms of maybe villains coming through or other multiversal shenanigans and then as we'll get to the phase six stuff will be oh shit multiverse is bad realities crashing together big multiversal war stuff Uh, it feels like that might be how this set of phases breaks down versus 
we're ending every phase with an Avengers movie, pretty, which is pretty much how the, the Infinity Saga played out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, all right. Listen, there's a whole bunch of stuff to get through, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, let's put the uh, let's put our foot on the gas uh, with this one. Uh, so in spring 2023, Secret Invasion is next, and I don't know if there was anything really else revealed about this we didn't already know. Mainly just a new logo. It had that like spiky orange logo before, and this now looks more like a sort of thrillery type font, that kind of very cold yeah. green font. That was the one thing that stood out to me from this. I still All think right. they should have called it Scroll Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. I, I There's disagree. still time. Uh, that will be followed very, very quickly by uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, May 5th, 2023. I cannot wait for this one. It's going to be, as Finney Jones uh, once said, <laughs> emotional. And uh, yeah, most of the cast were there yesterday. Dave Bautista wasn't there. Zoe Saldana wasn't there. But uh, most of the cast were there, including Will Poulter as um, Adam Warlock. And Maria Bakalova as Cosmo the dog. How incredible and she thought, is that? She thought being in a hotel room with Rudy Giuliani was going to be the weirdest thing she did in her career. <laughs> that casting is incredible. We knew she was in the cast. We didn't know what was going to be going on, but her as Cosmo the Space Dog, who presumably yet yeah, will have some kind of like Russian or Eastern European accent, is yeah. just a genius move. I love it. Love it. I just, I love uh, what they're saying. The focus is going to be of uh, this movie, which is on Vocket and his story. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's a character who I've long loved. I think Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper, his voice work on in that character is just sensational. Um, so I'm really excited to see what his uh, sort of story uh, looks like. And I know James Gunn is very partial to that character as well. So, um, yeah. He said the first film was Rocket's story, really. And the second one, like Rocket's the emotional heart mm-hmm. on the movie. The last shot of mm, Guardians yeah. 2, apart from the millions of uh, post-credit sequences, is a close-up <laughs> of Rocket's face with a tear rolling down his cheek. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like that is the character that maybe James Gunn most mm. identifies with <laughs> amid yeah. the Guardians. 100%. I do love Rabbit. <laughs> yes, rabbit fire up the pot. Uh, yeah, massively excited about this one. James Gunn said on stage that this is the end. This is it. There will be no more Guardians movies after this. Uh, whether that means they will be seen elsewhere, as he said, just because it's the end doesn't mean everybody dies. Although I do expect a couple of them not to make it out of this one. Uh, and whether they show up in the movie we're not talking about just yet, uh, we <laughs> we shall see. Uh, all right, summer 2023 is Echo, 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 Echo. Um. And this one, you know, I've said before that this one has to do a lot of work to win me over. I wasn't particularly fond of the Egra character in Hawkeye, um, but the fact that Daredevil and Kingpin, played by Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, are going to be in this, that goes a long way towards easing any fears I have. It does, and it's clearly something that Feige himself seems passionate about. And and it is also something that I think could be really important in a strange way. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, gender diversity, ethnic diversity. We don't talk enough about diversity in terms of ability, physical abilities or in terms of mental and physical um, disabilities. And to have a deaf hero played by a deaf actor in a big budget Marvel movie is a big deal. It's a really, it's a really powerful, powerful step um, forward because that is the last, I think, great unexplored, un- unaddressed issue of diversity in in Hollywood and in just well the world generally. I think that they're massively underrepresentation of uh, people with disabilities, and so this this matters. I think it, I think it's really important, and I hope it will be good because Feige sounds super excited about it. Let's be honest, there's no real reason to make an echo series if you're not excited about it, if you don't think you have a great story to tell otherwise, because it's not a character who people are clamoring to mm. see. So they clearly think we have got something here that really, yeah. you know, is worth doing. And I'm excited to see what that is. Still no word of the bunny men though. Hey. Well, fingers <laughs> crossed joke. for them. Good joke. <laughs> I love that this is following up on uh, what they did with Eternals with Macari played by Lauren Woodloff. That's another sort of deaf actor playing a mm. deaf super. So, so yeah, that's good. Yes, but you know, to be the lead, the solo lead, essentially. Of uh, show, speaking of yeah. Eternals, though, no confirmation of Eternals too, as I suspected there wouldn't be. Um, and it does feel a little bit like that's not going to happen now. Uh, that might happen. Doctor Strange took six years between the first Doctor Strange and you know Doctor Strange two. So there's every possibility it might be one of the Phase six movies. But I. Suspect 
suspect we'll see those characters pieced out and and appearing as cameos in other people's movies. There's no way they leave Harry Styles in cold, cold storage for for too long. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna pay that off, I think. They yeah, I know Feige's talked about that. That he says it's very you know that that Pip and uh, Eros are very very exciting. Uh, again, gives them time to fix the CG on Pip. Uh, so that will be <laughs> that'll be good. But I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I you know listen, founder, secretary, treasurer of the Eternals fan club. <laughs> I'd be very very happy if there was an Eternals too. But I just don't think it's going to happen. What is going to happen is Loki season two, which is next summer and is filming Woo-hoo. right now, and it's very very exciting. Super yeah. hyped. Don't even care what the story is. Just yep. want to see it. The Revenge of Miss Minutes. Who <laughs> <laughs> opened the panel, by the way. The very start of the panel was an animation of Miss Minutes introducing yes. everyone to the panel Yay. at the end of the universe, the panel at the end of time or something like that. <laughs> the real and that, that wasn't an animation. That was the actual Miss Minutes <gasps> who has oh, no crossed way. over. Yes, an incursion is due. Uh, July 28th, 2023. We're back on the big screen movie. I'm very excited about. There are four uh, MCU movies next year and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the, one is the one I'm most excited about but just behind it is the Marvels and the reason I'm most excited about it is honestly Kamala Khan who is Miss Marvel that show was so much fun and Iman Falani was so incredible as Kamala Khan that I'm very very excited to see her in this film 100% super hyped I, I think look she she seemed to have an absolute blast playing with the others and not being the sort of solo lead of the Marvels because um, it's already shot. It's it's in the can. They're, you know, just making it The files work, are in the computer. <laughs> the files are in the computer. And um, and yeah, it just sounds like they all jive. They all got along and they, they, they think they've got something really special. So cannot wait. She's just the best. There's so much they can do with the... Uh... Uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel relationship. I'm just so excited to see them meet on screen and to become best friends. That's going to be amazing. Uh, it's going to be great. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up. Next, next up. Get go. ready, folks. Get ready. Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Blade. Laser. Blazer. <laughs> yes, the long-awaited Dodgeball, a true underdog story sequel is finally here. We have Mahershala Ali as a young Patches of Houlihan. It's going to be very exciting. He's going to be dipping, ducking, dipping, dodging, dodging. He's going to be ducking, dipping, diving, dodging. Duck, dodge, That's dip, it. Dive, yes, I love dodge. that film, but I can't remember a fucking thing about it, clearly. Anyway, yes, very excited about this. It is, of course, the introduction of Blade. Laser. 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 That, I can promise you right now, that may get old for you at home, but it will never get old for us here. So be warned. Be warned. I'm very excited about this. I suspect this is where we're going to see Kit Harrington show up again mm-hmm. uh, as the Black Knight. Yep. So I think this might pick up some of the threads of Eternals. This may also be where we see a bit of Moon Knight for the first time, because I think they're going to bring the supernatural elements of the MCU together. There were rumours that this was going to be called Le Blade, which might have been a reference also to the Black Knight's enchanted sword. We shall see. But uh, Mahershala Ali kicking vampires, butts. here for it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Give Wesley Snipes a cameo. That's all I ask. Give Wesley Snipes a fucking Oscar and, and backdate it specifically for Blade. <laughs> he just needs to walk in and say the immortal line that some motherfuckers are always trying to get uphill and then leave and that'll be it. That's all we need. Yeah. That's all we need. I want to see where he, where his cameo has to be him trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> That's the like end of credit sequence, the like jokey yeah, one. Ice skating uphill. Yeah. Bring him in. This is the multiverse Brilliant. saga. Bring in Wesley yeah. as well. Oh Do my it. god, multiple blades? Yes, please. Ooh. I am here for that. Yes. Uh, uh, okay, let's move on real quick, because I know um, one of us in particular has to go, but uh, Fall 2023, it says on here, get that right, it's Autumn 2023, uh, is Ironheart. Now, Ironheart yes. is the introduction, Ooh. not the introduction of Riri Williams to the no. MCU, because she is going to be in Black Panther Wakanda forever, uh, which is going to be interesting. Is she going to be taken under Shuri's wing? Uh, who knows? But mm. yeah, seems like yeah. from the trailer, right? I like so. the mirroring there that she greets Shuri in the same way that Shuri greets T'Challa in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely moment. And we even see her hammering out the Iron yeah. Heart in That's the Wakanda right. Forever trailer. Yeah. Like that is that is some signposting right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm I'm really interested to see how the Wakanda Forever of it all informs this version of Vivi 
Um, I'm imagining that her armor, for instance, will have a little bit more vibranium than it typically does in the comics, given uh, mm. she's debuting in Wakanda Forever. So yeah, that is very, very interesting. I suspect that the whole Shuri VV meeting is because of the end of Black Panther when T'Challa says that Shuri's going to head up like, the, like a science outreach thing and Vivi is very smart in her own right. So yeah, uh, two black women being very, very smart, picking ass to get on screen. I'm, I'm here for that. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Bingo, bingo? That's my new catchphrase. Bingo, bingo. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Uh, I It's interesting, Amon, you made this point on Twitter today that Armor Wars has disappeared off this schedule for the time being, which is the Don Cheadle-fronted uh, roadie uh, series that has been in the works for a long, long time, but I don't think they've even got around to casting yet, or have to, I don't know, mm. I don't know if I've, I've missed announcements. I suspect that's going to be part of Phase 6. I don't think that's going to die a death. Although, you know, yeah, they, they do announce things and sometimes things go away. That That is the, the nature of the business, but I just don't see it. But um, after Blade, Laser, Blazer, Blazer. In, in November 2023 comes three TV shows. One of them is Ironheart. Then in winter of 2023, 2024, uh, so making sure that my Christmas is buggered, thanks a bunch, Feige, is <laughs> the show that was formerly known as Agatha House of Harkness. It is now Agatha... <laughs> Coven of Chaos. Yes, come on. Presumably, this is a refer- reference to chaos magic, reference to Wanda, reference <gasps> to maybe bringing certain forces that we thought in the MCU confirmed of in the multiverse of madness back in. <laughs> I mean, you guys thought okay, like I have been very, very hard on the Wanda is not dead uh, thing in multiverse of madness, and I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to give my first Amon guarantee of this podcast and say that this <laughs> is where Wanda will show oh, up boy. again. Agatha, Covenant of whatever. Um, just- <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Covenant of whatever, which is the new title. Covenant of Chaos. There you go. That's the title. That's how um, much you're invested in this. Covenant yeah. of whatever. Covenant whatever. Uh, so you don't yes, think Wondergore has turned her into Wondergore? A big no. splodge of Wondergore. <laughs> No, as I said, you, you did not go to the trouble of showing Wanda to be as powerful as she is in that movie and then try and convince me because some rocks fell in her head that she is dead. Mm. She is. She not. was Maximoffed. <laughs> I mean, it's it's less some rocks than a mountain, just just to be clear. A little bit of a difference between some rocks yeah. and There's a mountain. There's one character in the Marvel Universe who can handle a mountain dropping on their head, and that is the Hulk. As we saw, of course, in the original Secret Wars all those years ago. Why do I keep mentioning the Secret Wars? Mm. Hard to say. Mm. Very weird. strange. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this, mainly because Catherine Hahn has willed this show into existence. I don't think they were planning this at all until she was so amazing in, in WandaVision. I do not think we will see Wanda in this, if we see Wanda again, it'll be on the big screen where she belongs. Uh, anyway, <laughs> having said that, WandaVision was incredible. Anyway, so uh, next up, we have another TV show. And this is very interesting because mm. if yeah. you thought that uh, 13 episodes was a bit long for Daredevil on, the, on Netflix, <laughs> strap yourself in, folks. And uh, because they have announced Daredevil Born Again. Yes. Which is very interesting. Charlie Cox in the title role, once again, as Matt Murdock, Vincent D'Onofrio back as a kingpin, clearly inspired, although I don't think it's going to be a direct adaptation of the the Frank Miller uh, Born Again arc. I don't know that it will be, because season three of Daredevil was the adaptation of Frank Miller's Born Again. So they've already done it. Good point. I I understand why they've chosen the Mm. title, because it makes absolute sense, given what's happened with that character. But I imagine they're going to use the title and it's going to be an original story, or at least a different story to that one. That's Mm -hmm. a very, very Um, good point. But over 18 episodes. I stand corrected. You're right. 18 episodes. episodes We used to, when we talked about those early sort of Marvel Netflix shows, like those 13 episodes became the millstone around their net. Like they seem to need to pad them out over 13. They all felt bloated. They all felt long. And it's it's only sort of recently we've come to appreciate sort of the economy of sort of truncated storytelling. And this gave me pause. But then I kind of thought, you know what? If it's 18 episodes, it's 18 episodes for a fucking reason because they don't, Mm -hmm. they tend to stretch the count to tell the story they want to tell. They're like, they're not trying to fit a format. So, you know, it's a kind of an in Feige we trust moment. If he thinks this story is 18 episodes, then I'm inclined to trust that it's 18 episodes. So go for it. Yeah. A couple of factors, I think, for this. Um, 18 episodes of Disney Plus runtimes, I feel, will be sort of equivalent to 13 episodes of Netflix runtimes. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. 
all the Marvel shows so far, as much as I've enjoyed all of them, we've all got to like the penultimate episode and gone, how the hell are they going to wrap this up? Why are they doing this in six episodes? And the answer to that might be because they're very expensive shows with lots of superpowers and lots of effects and stuff. And I don't think Daredevil will be that. This might be a relatively cheap show by Marvel Studios standards. So I think maybe it'll be all of those things swirling together that that means you get a longer season run for this one, which as James says, I'm kind of down for that. I like the long Daredevil seasons. I'm I'm down for it, and then I realise we have to do weekly spoiler specials for these, and oh uh, and that is four months. That is literally four months. Maybe maybe we don't for everything. Maybe we don't. We're like let's we see shall what the see, listeners we shall say. See, what we shall see what happens. But but Kevin, I will have a family by then. Please, I would like to see them now and again. Uh, that would be lovely. Thank you very much indeed. My my only concern with the Daredevil series is how are you going to translate the fantastic fight scenes from the Daredevil? Daredevil Netflix series to Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, if you can do it with the same vitality, the same energy, the same skill, the same brutality to a point, because uh, I know there's Disney Plus, then I think that would be great. But yeah, yeah I mean, the, the fight scenes are the thing that, the thing that was most special about that yeah. show were the fight scenes are long takes. And I really hope that they translate that to. I think we can get the technical expertise, but without the sort of full on brutality. No one needs to have their head slammed repeatedly in a car door. I think we can survive without that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, you didn't see that technically. That could work mostly on Disney Plus. A lot of that is implied by yeah, the signs. It's still a bit grim. It's not gr- a graphic. It's still, her- yeah, it's it haunts my dreams, honestly. But it's, uh, it's amazing. I'm so thrilled that D'Onofrio yes. is back as well as Cox because they're just incredible, incredible mm-hmm. in those yeah. roles. Uh, truly. But uh, I, I do wonder, I, th- I do think that he deserves a film. I really do. And maybe this is the prelude to that, but 18 episodes. He doesn't 18 need a film. He's got 18 episodes. <laughs> 18 episodes. You told me, Chris, you told me when I compl- complained about Kamala Khan not getting a film, you told me, look, there's no hierarchy anymore. You know, Helen, who's to say that f- TV isn't as good as film? We all know I was bullshitting. There's a clear, there's a clear <laughs> hierarchy. Well, I'm just there's bullshitting back at you. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> put the man, put Cox on the big screen where he belongs. That's what I say. Um, next Golly. up after that, May 3rd, 2024, is the fourth Captain America film, but the first to not be headlined by Chris Evans or Steve Rogers. He may be in it, although I suspect not. Uh, this is going to be headlined by Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, the new Captain America. Shocking the Hollywood Reporter, mm. no doubt. Um. <laughs> They're still going, hang on a second, what? <laughs> Captain who? I'm very excited about this. And I'm glad, as we all kind of knew it would and should be, that this is, yes, Captain America, the something, something. It is just Sam Wilson instead yes. of Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of hope for this. Like, I do think as much as elements of Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't work, so many bits of it did. And if they can drill into the stuff that really mm-hmm. worked, then there is so, so much potential to do something really special with, with Sam uh, mm-hmm. in this show. And as we discussed on the regular pod the other week, I do think Julius Ona is actually quite an interesting directorial choice. Go and watch Loose if you haven't seen Loose um, and definitely watch mm-hmm. that instead of the Cloverfield Paradox. And you might be a bit more excited <laughs> about this. I think watch that as well because it's actually not bad. It's not as bad as, you know, as its reputation, I think. Uh, Talking about training and stuff that works. Bring back Isaiah Bradley and give him a considerable amount of screen time because that character is fantastic. It still boggles the mind that he's only in the Falcon of the Soldier for about 15 minutes across a six-episode six season. And we like they should just have devoted a single entire episode to him and his backstory and him being Captain America. There's so much they haven't yet explored on screen with that character, and I hope that he's a big part in this new film. Uh, just very, very quickly as well. One thing I would like to see, this is not a Hewitt guarantee. This is not a, a Hewitt, what's it called? <laughs> you better believe it. This is not a Hewitt. You better believe it, buddy. But I actually would quite like it if Bucky wasn't in this one. Yes, me too. Zero bucks given. Zero bucks given. <laughs> well, he doesn't, he doesn't like you either, so. Listen, I like him, but there's every chance he could be accidentally triggered. Yeah. Just you get the right... Just oh the right God. assemblage of words, it's not his and fault. you know, there he goes. Off I he feel goes. like for him, like playing like cryptic crosswords must be quite fraught because those are the kind of words that come up. You know, that's that's, <laughs> that's going to get him. Freight, <laughs> homecoming, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
a word that might be in our crossword is Thunderbolts. Mm. Uh, and that is going to be the next film. What a segue. Fuck me. No wonder we won mm. awards. Uh, that's going to be the last film of Phase 5. You're absolutely right, Jimbo. July 26th, 2024. This is the one I have to be most convinced about, if I'm completely yep. honest yeah. with you. An unexpected uh, debut for Thunderbolt Ross, his own movie in the title <laughs> role. It's. Uh, I mean, I didn't see this coming. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess, look, I guess it's the sort of um, potentially the kind of and believe me, I mean this in the best possible way. The Suicide yeah. Squad of the MCU. So this more is the, the kind Suicide of Squad rather than Suicide Squad. Wells, uh, which one was the most recent? The Suicide one? Squad. Yeah. The Suicide. So this is yeah. the Suicide Squad of the MCU. We <laughs> devoutly hope, and not the suicide, and not the small T Suicide Squad of the MCU. Okay, does that make sense? The Suicide Squad, as opposed to the Suicide Squad. Not the small T, the Suicide Squad. Anti-heroes, reformed villains. Uh, who do we think is going to be in it? Semi-reformed, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I, if if that is the end of Guardian, for Guardians of the Galaxy as a team leading their own movies independently in the current lineup with Guardians Volume 3, this could almost be a semi-replacement in, in terms of like mm. tone yeah. and... You know, lack of respect for authority and that kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. Now, as I, as Chris mentioned, this is the one which has the biggest uphill battle for me because thinking about who might fill out the team here is full of characters who just haven't popped in their previous appearances. So we got Val probably going to be in this Ugh. exactly. Mm. Um, you got Zemo. I, I didn't really uh, dig what they, some of what they were doing with him in the Falcon with the Soldier. Um, really good you, in Civil War though. Really good in the Civil War. Really, yeah. really good in the Civil War. Uh, you might have Ghost uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp, another character didn't pop. You're going to have John, Wa- yeah, John Walker, US agent, and they completely mm-hmm. mind-bogglingly botched, their, botched that arc in the Falcon with the Soldier. So the only one who has absolutely popped who might show up is Yelena. Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. a lot to sort of, I mean, she, she is great, um, but that's a lot to sort of hang a hat on in terms of this film. If she's even going to be a Thunderbolt characters. and not an Avenger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, we so yeah, yeah. We, we're going to have to see, but I'm going to need to be majorly convinced. But also we don't know at this moment in time, there might be other characters introduced in this myriad of, of movies Absolutely. and shows that might yeah. end up popping, uh, you know, uh, might end up in the Thunderbolts, led, of course, by Sonny Birch. Yes. The one thing that we do have from this so far as well is the logo, and it's very notable to me that it is the same sort of font as the Avengers font. So they may be doing a different thing of like some kind of team up to end a phase just in a different way. Yeah, but yeah it's the same Avengers mm-hmm. font, but uh, kind of all welded together. It's like a different treatment of that of that yeah. same typeface. Is it the same font? That's interesting. Hmm. Can we talk about timing mm-hmm. a little bit? Yes, we're we're running out of it. So this. that's the scheduled end. <laughs> no, not ours, but although we, we you know also mm-hmm. needs to wrap up. But that's the scheduled end, as far as we know, of phase five is that twenty eighth of July, twenty twenty four, right? And then we're told that phase six is ending with the next two films that we're about to talk about. The first of which is out on second of May, twenty twenty five. Is that the shortest phase in the MCU? That is less than a year. For phase six, uh, or does phase six only finish with the second no, phase, of those two phase, films? So phase six begins in autumn of twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So right. but it's just over. It's just over a year. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about dates. I fully expect there to be a lot of movement uh, date wise with all of this. Like even with the last phase, they did the similar thing, and things shifted around like crazy. So I expect a similar thing to happen. It goes from its 8th November for Fantastic Four 2024, and then it's 7th November 25 for Secret Wars. Oh, hang on, you mentioned it. Oh, God, okay, the cat's out of the bag now. We might as well talk mm-hmm. about it, because uh, there are only three films on the on the block right now, ready to mm-hmm. go in Phase 6. There are numerous slots I'm looking at here. There's two Autumn 2024 slots. There's a Winter 2024 slot, a Winter 2025 slot. That'll be early winter, obviously. Spring 2025 Two two spring twenty five slots, two more summer twenty twenty five slots. So there's lots of room for things like a Spider Man movie. Uh, yeah. Should mm. there should they want to go down that route? Should they resolve any contractual difficulties that they might have with Tom Holland at the moment? Um, there might be some X Men shenanigans. Who well, this knows? This is my 
my big omission from this. Like I was here for the X Men. That was my main role coming out. I was like, hundred percent, it's going to be X Men. They can't just tear it up and then not <laughs> deliver. And you know, I'm sure one of these untitled things. Well, I'm not sure. I'm hoping one of these untitled things will ultimately be an X Men movie. But I was like, come on, guys, give it to me. I need mutants. <laughs> And they to said, be no fair, more Namor is a mutant. So. He is a mutant. He's a mutant Belen, but he is a mutant. <laughs> so well, whether he'll be a mutant in this, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I like the fact that he's still got his winged little yeah. winged ankles. That's very, very cute. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but you know, will he be a mutant in this? Mm, mm. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we know we have one mutant in the MCU yeah. already, which I won't spoil in case anybody Mutants hasn't seen it. Mutants in the MCU, confirmed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's Ben's mutant power, just saying that. <laughs> but it's, yeah, just the timing is is just weird to me because that that seems like a very, very, very accelerated uh, timeline for all of Phase 6, potentially. Mm. So I'm, I'm intrigued. It to does. See what I mean, do. even phase phase one was four years, although only six films, uh, and this is 150 mm. films uh, in just <laughs> 14 months. And I'm sure one of those yeah. TV shows yeah. is going to be 45 episodes long. So <laughs> you know, I might see I might see daylight again at some point. But listen, it's all great content. It's all great grist for the MCU mill. Let's talk about the three that are absolutely 100% confirmed. By the way, yeah. I think they will talk about X Men a little bit more explicitly, uh, not in terms of sex. I don't think they'll be be talking about like you know penises and stuff uh at d23 yeah i was gonna i was gonna say you've got to think they've got to be holding something big back for that because it is the big disney event and they've they've got these two placeholders here so i wouldn't be surprised if we get one or both and that hopefully one of them segment yes although there's another theory which is that avengers the Kang Dynasty, which is the first Avengers movie we've been saying on the podcast recently, that it's kind of wild and commendable that they haven't rushed into the, the into the fray to fill the gap and just make an Avengers movie and stick the word Avengers on it and and get it out in cinemas uh, after the success of Infinity War and Endgame, two of the I believe the th- either the three or the four biggest films of all time uh, are, are Lewis movies. Uh, and instead, they're going to wait just could be six years between Endgame and the Kang Dynasty, which will be the fourth Avengers movie. That's hitting on May the 2nd, 2025. And clearly emboldened by the fact that they managed to pull off two of the biggest uh, movies of all time and two of the best blockbusters for my money of all time. Uh, just a year apart, they have decided to accelerate the process by going then straight into Avengers Secret Wars on November 7th, mm. 2025. Uh, that is possibly where we might meet the X-Men for the first time, or do you think we'll have met the X-Men by that point? That's a good oh, question. I, I don't... Mm. I think we're going to meet the X-Men in their own film. I'm not sure if it's going to be before then. Uh, but... I think Kang Dynasty is the, is the fifth Avengers film, and then yeah, so you're quite, correct. You're quite correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I also do not think that we're going to get two Avengers films in the same year. Those dates are going to change. I suspect Secret Wars will move back. That's that's a huge better believer, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if they'd move both of them though, because I think that's part of the flex here. Is like, hey, you're waiting a long time for an Avengers movie, but you are going to get two Avengers movies within like six months of each other, and that is. That's the big kind of hype point here. It was one thing having Infinity War and then in a year's time you're going to get Endgame, but to get a two-part epic Avengers like duology within months, that is the thing that really knocked me out about all this. Mm. Well, this this is kind of what I was saying because otherwise like we knew a lot of this was coming. We may not have had dates, but we knew a lot of this was coming. They haven't announced a huge amount of new casting. They haven't announced a whole lot of new films. What they have announced, the the, the big previously unqualified, unmentioned thing was these two Avengers movies. And, and to have them this close to the beginning of phase six and be announced as the end of phase six just seemed like uh, a lot to me. So yeah, I absolutely wouldn't be Surprised if they slip back a bit and give some other M- Phase Six films more room to breathe, but um, but yeah, that you're right. That's the that's the big announcement here because all of the rest of it, honestly, everything we've talked about has kind of been out there. We've just seen more of it. We we can draw a little bit more from it now that we know what order things are happening in. 
But, you know, I think they are saving a lot of big revelations for mm-hmm. D23. I mean, I Secret agree. Wars is a wild thing to be building up to, though. Because so I've, I've read the first Secret Wars. I've not, I know there have been subsequent Secret Wars since, but it's basically superhero Hunger Games. Like, it's completely <laughs> mad. Like, the Beyonder kidnaps everyone, sticks them on a battle world, and tells them to kill each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's where Spider-Man, that's where the symbiote obviously first mm-hmm. arrives. Mm-hmm. When Spider-Man gets mm-hmm. his black suit then, though, clearly that's going to be slightly different this time around. I but, vote no. <laughs> yes. Eddie, I am here. But that's the thing. Uh, symbiotic yes. goop in the MCU confirmed in the yes. No Way Home. Uh, yeah, that's right. Post credits. Venom is already among us, unfortunately. Uh, but look, I'm. I, I don't know how they will make this work, but I'm absolutely certain they will. So it's going to be epic because the uh, the first Secret Wars is one of the great foundational building blocks of my life uh, and my and my my geek life certainly as a kid I absolutely fucking flipped for Secret Wars uh, the most recent Secret Wars was even bigger it was like so Secret Wars was a contained it was a 12 issue limited series it was absolutely epic in scope there's a, an, a near omnipotent alien called the Beyonder who is absolutely bored think of him as Q the, the MCU's Q and as in Star Trek's Q not the guy who builds bombs out of pens and gives mm-hmm. them to James Bond. Uh, and he's absolutely, he's just bored of his tits. So he decides one day to kidnap all the greatest superheroes and supervillains in in the galaxy. Most of them are Earth-based, you know, because he's a big old racist. Uh, but he does bring Galactus with him as well and puts him on this planet, this this sort of piecemeal planet that he's made out of bits of other planets. planets. And uh, it all kicks off from there as you have the X-Men going off to one side as their own faction. You have, you know, the, the heroes teaming up and the bad guys getting it on and Doctor Doom who is going to be part of the MCU for sure as as of uh, Fantastic Four in 2025 is it 2025 or 2024 is that a Hugh again? as a Hugh better believe it buddy and that's what that is uh, November November 6th 2024 Doctor Doom I would be amazed if he wasn't the, the bad guy because quite frankly They've had you know, they try to get him right in the first two, the Tim Story movies, and they try to get him right in the the movie we don't talk about, and they fucked him up monumentally. And he's one of the great comic book villains of all time. And really if they is. can get him right, my oh. god, it's going to be very, very exciting indeed. One of the problems is that he Excited. on the big screen looks fundamentally really fucking stupid. But I'm sure they'll get around that. I'm sure they will get around <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, so Doctor Doom gets ideas above a station, tries to usurp the Beyonder's power. It all get, it all goes off. Um, the other Secret Wars, the most recent Secret Wars, which was a an epic that ran ran across nine months. That's they never do direct adaptations. Mm-hmm. So that's you know funny. So anyone rushing to read about the Kang Dynasty and rushing to read. Those Secret Wars, knock yourselves out, have a great time. It's going to be fantastic. But don't expect these films to be direct adaptations of those comic book arcs. Instead, they're going to be influenced by it and take maybe elements from it and, you know, touchstones that they'll hit along the way. But one of the things I love about the MCU is that we don't know where it's going and we we can't predict where it's going based on what happens in the comic books. But the Secret Wars of Captain most recently was, relatively speaking, the same idea, but this time it was epic on a huge scale wasn't it on it did introduce the idea of incursions right universes crashing into each other and destroying universes and that's a pretty big deal and we we know that's something that they've hinted at very very strongly in multiverse of madness and that seems to be where this whole kitten caboodle is gonna end yep absolutely lots of different versions of different supers that we've uh, met over the years clashing together that is going to be very very interesting uh, it's going to be interesting to see who, if anyone from the OGs makes an appearance. Um, that's going to be interesting. The, 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 one, one of the, I'm going to, just going to come clean. One of the among guarantees I said in advance of this is that Secret Wars is going to be directed by the Russo brothers. And they are not directing, uh, Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty. Uh, so that's interesting because they directed the last two Avengers films. Um, who's going to direct these movies? I think it's going to be a very, interesting question i have a theory okay okay here's my theory this is a hugh better believe it buddy uh (laughs) i think john watts might be the guy that would make sense yeah no i i i i understand why you'd say that it's just it's not a choice that excites me uh if they get good writers uh, I'd, I'd move heaven and earth to be about Marcus and McFeely, by the way for this um i don't think that's going to happen but freaking lutely yes we shall see Here's the thing, both the Russos and Marcus and McFeely are now running their own very successful little studio, mini studio almost, 
I don't know that they want to necessarily go back. I don't know how many dump trucks of money Marvel would have to give them, but I feel like they've already got some dump trucks of money. Can and probably have aren't more dump that hungry of money, for more. I mean, of, of course, but like, it's not the only thing that matters to people, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't know that nece- they're necessarily going to be going backwards right now. Give people enough money they can buy their own dump trucks. That's what, that's what I want to see. That's the dream, ultimately, for me. Just give me enough money so I can buy a dump truck, fill it with cash, and that, that's, that's <laughs> just drive around. Um, yeah, so I think John Watts is a possibility. I also think there's a possibility they have different directors for both movies, because that six-month window that mm-hmm. is tough. Yeah. That is tough. They'll want a safe yeah. pair of hands. Uh, I can think of maybe a handful of directors in the world who could do it. One of them is Jim Cameron. One of them is George Miller. <laughs> you know, like these guys are busy. Uh, one of them is Steven Spielberg. There's talk that there's talks that they're after Spielberg to direct Fantastic Four, but I don't think that's going to happen for a start. Oh but my gosh. I mean, I no. don't for a minute, but I would love it. But oh I think John God. Watts might be the reason, you know, we were told John Watts dropped out of Fantastic Four, or we know he dropped out of Fantastic Four, but what if the reason he dropped out of Fantastic Four is because they went, hey, listen, do you want to do the next two Avengers movies? And he said, let me rest up first because I'm not going straight <laughs> from that to into this. <laughs> Just a possibility. I'm, I'm saying it right now. And my last, you better believe it, is I think Robert Downey Jr. will return in one of these movies. <laughs> I think the six-year gap between this and Endgame. Also, I don't think it's going to be as the Tony Stark that we saw. I think that I think that his appearance on on screen would be seismic if he appeared. I also think Evans will appear in one of these movies as well, but th- that's less of a thing because he's not dead in the MCU. Okay. Uh, but I, I think Downey will show up. Anything else anyone wants to say about these these films? You excited about these films and Fantastic Four, of course, which I think we've really not talked about that much. I'm stupidly excited. I think what's exciting about this is that we know nothing, and yet giving us the titles gives us a bit of a hint that we've known since Loki finale that we are going to get a bunch of Kangs. And to have a movie where we you go, okay, the Kang dynasty, presumably that is people facing off amongst various Kangs or all of Kang's backstory, uh, which feels like its own distinct thing to what Secret Wars could be. So the prospect of those two prongs leading up, I think will... It, it's it's showing you enough. It's the Game of Thrones thing of like you can follow the dominoes to where they're going to lead without knowing exactly what that is. Um, so yeah. that is what excites me here. I also think that one of these things in Phase Six that hasn't been announced has to be uh, what I'm going to dub a Shong Chiquel because <laughs> I think we need a little bit more of like follow ups from some of the new characters they've introduced. I think that's what we're going to maybe see. Hopefully, uh, yeah. some of the new Phase 4 people coming back in yeah. Phase 6. Yeah. Also, a Doctor Strange sequel. Quite possibly, yeah. And of course, Thor Love and Thunder promises that Thor will return. Uh, now, my my feeling in that is that he will return in these two Avengers movies, and that's where we'll next see Hemsworth. Will that be where we next see Cumberbatch? Or do you think we're going to get a, a standalone Doctor 3? Doctor, uh, Doctor 3 Strange. Doctor Strange 3. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we get that within... The next two years before these two films. Mm. It's such a tight time frame. If they stick anything close to this, it's a very, very tight mm. time frame. So I I don't think that we get another Doctor Strange in that time frame. I could be wrong. It could be we'll one see. of the movies in between the Avengers films. So it would make sense if the guy yeah. who's kind of yeah. investigating incursions comes back at the end of Kang Dynasty and goes, Hey guys, by the way, yeah. fucking hell, you're not gonna believe this. Our universe is about to collide with other universes and uh mm-hmm. and here's Miles Morales and the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, I do think uh, that's a likelihood. But I, I mean, obviously, I love the Avengers. The Kang aspect of it is the thing that most excites me about that film because Nathanos was a very formidable villain, uh, played fantastically well by Josh Brolin across a series of movies. They've still got Kang, and then after that, they've still got Doom, who in the comics are arguably more formidable oh, than Nathanos with the Infinity about? <laughs> Absolute fucking lunatic. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a still of Doom just destroying no, Thanos just within like two no, point three seconds just because no. he's that powerful. Stop it. So, and I will show you a video of Tuco Salamanca <laughs> snorting infinity gems, but that doesn't make it fucking true. <laughs> but the but Kang is a very formidable villain, and if they do if they if they do it right and they showcase that, then it's gonna be amazing to see on screen. So so that is what I'm most hopeful hopeful for. Uh, all right, uh, Jimbo, any last any last words before I wrap this up? Thanos will return. 
gosh. That's what we all want. It's what we're all waiting for. It's what it's all building up to. In fact, the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars will be directed by Thanos. Yeah. Those films will be That's perfectly balanced. As, as all things should be. Uh, on, that, on that dire warning note, on that dire note, I think that is it. We're going to wrap, we'll bring this to a halt. Some people have been asking if we're going to do a Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer breakdown. I don't think we have time. And also, it's a teaser at this point. So when the second trailer comes out, there's more for us to hang our hats on in terms of speculation. Then we will do that for sure. Uh, but yeah, for the time being, that is it. Can you believe we won an award for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Just add audience and Spider-Man. That seems to help. Uh, maybe <laughs> Avengers, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will take that to heart as well. But anyway, it's time to say goodbye to my four colleagues of such a lethal cunning. The Travis Dynasty is his Riverside name today. He is Ben Travis. You're about to meet all my variants. And I think you might quite like most of them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> They're all killers, though. Uh, it is goodbye from what is your name? Um, I'm on. I know what your name is, but I can't see your I can't see your, your screen name. It is Black Panther colon bring tissues. Uh, <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> it's because I cried at the trailer a lot, and I think I'm going to cry in the full film a lot. Uh, All right, I was going to say, because I didn't think the trailer was that sexy, I'm on of I'm honest with you, so they <laughs> need to step up that, that sort of thing. Peace, oh, everyone. Dear. Wakanda, Namor. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's gonna. That's a joke. Gonna <laughs> when you go, will you send back a letter from Wakanda? Right. Uh, it's goodbye from No More Mutants? Question mark. James Dyer. Yes. Goodbye. They will come. It is inevitable. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. Uh, it is goodbye from Helen Coven of Chaos. Shouldn't that be Coven of Whatever? It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> she killed Sparky too. <laughs> uh, and it's goodbye for me. The multiverse Aga. Listen, that's a that's a cooker that exists in all the different it's universes. Middle class uh, gag. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time. It's late I did, on it's a Sunday. Late. I'm games. sweaty. I just leave me the fuck alone. Honestly, <laughs> unbelievable twats. Uh, anyways, goodbye for me. The multiverse saga. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time for more phase-related fun. Goodbye. <laughs>